Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. But that's not all we do. Many of us are reading along in the chronological Bible plan. If you need a copy of that, go to BibleInOrder.com and download it for free. Or shoot me an email, 365BibleReading at Proton.me, and I will get you a copy of that. I'll email you right back. Meet Finn. For those of you watching and not just listening, I've got Finn, the amazing puppy here with me today. And he wants down. So we will see if he ends up barking. In Genesis 8, verse 2, it says that the fountains of the deep and the windows of heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained and the flood waters receded from the earth continually. What are these? fountains of the deep that scripture alludes to what are these windows of the heavens that scripture alludes to not something that we talk about very often and i don't think it's something that's widely understood i'm going to be interviewing a gentleman who is a biblical cosmologist he's a pastor and he gives us an insight into what the bible says the world is like I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation. That'll be in the next couple of weeks. So keep tuned for that. But as you read phrases like the fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens, don't just gloss over it. I encourage you to pray. Ask God, what is it you are trying to convey to us? It was recorded that way for a reason. Of course, we have God's covenant with Moses and the bow or the rainbow that we're making it as we interpret it. And it's a sign that God would never flood the entire world all over again. And also interesting in chapter 11 is the Tower of Babel. Babel means confusion. It's where the name Babylon comes from, the great city of confusion. And in addition to being an actual city of antiquity. It was also a prophetic picture of the world system and how the peoples of the world wanted to circumvent God and build a tower that went up to the place of God so they wouldn't be dependent upon God, but they could really replace him with their own knowledge. How is it that mere men, much less men, without machinery as we know it, could build a tower that would go so high that God himself would say, I need to destroy that or else they're going to be successful in reaching heaven. Genesis eleven six says, Yahweh said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Nothing they propose to do. Is it hyperbole? Does God speak in hyperbole? I know he does in the Psalms, in Job, like when he's, you know, he'll use some metaphors sometimes. But does God ever say that what the people try to do, they will be successful? Like there's nothing that can stop them unless we, as God, get in the way? It's very interesting to me. 
What did these ancient people have that we don't have? Shows the power of unity for sure. But what else is there? It just seems to me it had to be something. In the past, I would breeze over these questions and chalk them up to, I don't know, maybe it was hyperbole, maybe it was something else. I don't believe there are errors in the Bible. I think there are small errors in every translation of the Bible, but in its perfect original form, I don't think there are any errors. I believe in the inerrancy of Scripture. What questions do you have from today's reading? What things or items in Scripture make you scratch your chin? You can always reach out to me through commenting on YouTube or on Facebook or going to thebibleinorder.com and filling out a contact form. You can email me at 365 Bible reading at proton.me. And you can also send in your voice memos through Spotify. If you have any questions, you have any comments, you have any answers to my questions, I would love to hear from you. God bless you, my friends. We'll see you soon.